Welcome back to the Huddle College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Gilbert, and today is our Friday feature, our bonus episode, and we have a very special guest for y'all today. We are going to be joined by Ohio State long snapper Rowan McCullough. Rowan recently announced his medical retirement from football. We talk about that as well as Ohio State's upcoming season. We're very thankful to have Rowan on the show today. Before we jump into the interview, there are a few things that we need to address. First of all, there are college football games this weekend. We made it, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. It is football season. We talked about it a little bit in yesterday's episode. If you haven't had a chance to listen to yesterday's episode, please go back and listen. We do a mega preview. It is a huge episode where we break down teams in every Power 5 conference as well as some group of five and independent teams. We talk about win totals. We talk about teams that are overrated and underrated, teams to look out for, and teams that are flying under the radar. We also talked a little bit about the headliner game for this weekend, which is Illinois-Nebraska. I personally think Illinois can pull the upset. I'm really excited to see what happens, but ultimately I'm just excited to have college football back. It'll be a great appetizer for what's to come next weekend, so be sure to watch some games this weekend. If you have questions, comments, if you want me to highlight a team or anything like that, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and include your question. We will be sure to answer that question on a future episode. I love feedback. I want to know your thoughts on this stuff. Please let us know if you have any questions about teams, if you want me to make predictions or previews on certain teams, or even if it's not football related. If you want to ask me what my favorite food is, I will answer it as long as it is show appropriate. Please leave us a five-star review and a question. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at the Huddle Podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter at the Huddle Pod underscore. With all that being said, let's go ahead and talk to Rowan McCullough. I'm here today with Rowan McCullough. Um, Rowan, up until recently, uh, was long snapper and linebacker for the Ohio State Buckeyes, and he recently made an announcement that he's going to have to step away from football for medical reasons. Um, Rowan, thank you for coming on today. We really appreciate having you on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. So before we jump into your announcement, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your decision to play at Ohio State. Okay. So I am from Worthington, Ohio, about 15 minutes north of campus. Um, decision to play at Ohio State. You know, it's pretty simple. It's Ohio State. Um, so my brother played there um, ahead of me. Him and I played uh, football. Every single, uh, every single team that I was on, he was on, except for middle school. Um, so it's kind of a, a no brainer coming to Ohio state, especially with everything they do, um, after football for all of us, um, leading up to that decision, um, I'd offers to play at Cincinnati, Toledo, Georgia. Um, but, uh, Ohio state kind of rang true. That's awesome, man. So you recently announced on August 19th that due to a heart condition and a shoulder injury, Uh, that you'd be medically retiring from football. So, um, Rowan, if you don't mind, why don't you walk us through this decision and kind of what ultimately led to this? Right. So kind of rewinding back. So my career at Ohio State has been kind of funky. Um, Came in, redshirted my my first year. Um, My my next year, I was able to play a backed up uh, Brad at Snapper. 
um, Brad Robinson, great kid. Um, I got, got COVID, got a positive test on September 10th of 2020, got a heart condition from it. Um, it's pretty rare. And I had to, it was, it was supposed to be a six week recovery and I was out for four months. So kind of sidelined me for all of last season. Um, and then, you know, I, I busted tail to try to work back and, uh, you know, work back into the swing of things. And then by the end of the season, I was actually able, I was able and cleared to play um, for the starting the big 10 championship, I believe. Um, and then during the spring game, uh, we were going through spring ball. Uh, we were thin at linebacker and coach Washington asked me to, if I would be willing to step up to the plate. And so I, I was like, sure, you know, why not? I, uh, funny thing is at Kilbourne, my high school, I actually played all three ways, offense, defense, special teams. Um, and I was, uh, kind of our like stand up end or linebacker and coach wash actually came to my high school and recruited me when he was at Boston college. So when he was at Ohio state, I mean, it kind of kind of came full circle. Um, and, you know, I was able to go out there and kind of, you know, perform God willing and, uh, did pretty well. So got my position changed, try to get my weight up and, uh, my strength up, um, that was doing pretty well at that. And then I ended up tearing my shoulder, tearing my labrum, um, due to a work injury this, uh, this off season and leading into camp. And it was, uh, it was a hard decision for me coming in, coming into fall camp. Cause it was, you know, this is my last year. I'm graduating December. I could take a medical red shirt and have three years of football after this, but, you know, being a walk-on sometimes, you know, we don't have the, the joy of making those decisions without, you know, financial worry. So I decided to retire um, because I am uh, looking at uh, job offers in January. I didn't want to deal with, uh, didn't want to deal with uh, shoulder stuff going into a career. Kind of want to start fresh as soon as I graduate. So um, elected to get the surgery early on, um, recover, do some rehab all of this year. And then, you know, hopefully God willing, I'll be able to graduate and, uh, you know, go out and get into the job force. Man, that's tough. Obviously, COVID has affected so many families across the country. Um, and this is just one of the ripple effects from uh, the unfortunate pandemic. Who kind of helped you navigate that decision? Was there coaches or, or family members that you talked to? Uh, who who kind of spoke into your life and kind of helped you figure that out? Right. So all my coaches are all supportive. Coaches are always supportive. You know, obviously, it's not the news they want to hear. They always want depth at every position. Um you know, they always want talent there. So, you know, you know, they were bummed. Coaches were bummed to hear that, you know, I elected to retire, but, you know, nothing but support from uh, Coach Day and his staff. Uh, I really pretty much talked to my parents, um, talked to my brother, um, Liam, and and Jude. But uh, Liam uh, Liam was the one that played Ohio State with me. But, no, I, so I talked to uh, talked to my family, talked to my grandma a lot. Um, and it was one of those things where it was just kind of like uh, – they looked at me and said, you know, you're an adult. It's your decision. And if you think that's what's uh, best for you, then go ahead and do that. That's awesome to hear that you had so much support from coaches and, and players and your family, of course. Um, so looking back on your time at Ohio State, what are some of your favorite games, some of your favorite memories? Um, you've obviously been a part of a lot there in the last few years. Um, but what kind of sticks oh, out to you? Oh, there's just too many. Um I'll kind of give like a, a vague overview to start. I think my, my favorite memories were just in the locker room 
every single day in day out, being able to have, you know, tough conversations with teammates from all different backgrounds, um, especially with, you know, all the social issues that, you know, we are faced in 2020. Um, it's great to have those, um, connections in the locker room, be able to have, you know, being a kid from Worthington, you're not really exposed to a lot. Um, coming from a, in a nuclear family, two-parent household. Um, it's really eye-opening just to be able to have those conversations with my teammates. So I think that's one of my favorite memories. Um, overall, I think uh, the Rose Bowl out in LA, uh, just being out there with my brother, um, kind of we get in and out, you know, we had picture day. Um, I think being out there, it's complete change of scenery from the Midwest and uh, just the experience of like, you know, the greatest bowl game in history. The Rose Bowl is the granddaddy of them all for a reason. And uh, it's definitely something that every little boy wants to grow up and play in one day. Um, and that that's definitely an awesome experience. Um, so your freshman year, like you said, um, you redshirted and Urban Meyer was still the head coach. Um, but in the 2019 season, Ryan Day steps in as coach. What was that transition like? And what is it like to be coached by both Urban Meyer and Ryan Day? So, yeah. So honestly, the transition was pretty smooth. Um, obviously two very, very different coaches. Um, coach day is a lot more relational, um, a lot more personable. Um, I think coach Myers, a lot more old school, a lot more disciplined, uh, not that coach day is not disciplined, but he's just very, very, very hard. Uh, and you know, it's either, you know, you always hear people say, you know, you, you love, you love him or you don't coach Meyer. Um, I love Coach Meyer. I love Coach Day. Love Coach Meyer. Um, I think it's all, you know, relative to the player, how uh, their coaching styles, you know, how you're, how receptive are you, how receptive you are to different uh, coaching styles. I think for me, Coach Meyer's coaching style is what I grew up with. Um, so I feel like I, I kind of, I love Coach Meyer. He's, you know, a great dude. But uh, a lot of our day to day is handled through our strength and conditioning staff. So I feel like they were able to make the transition a lot smoother um, because Coach Mick and his staff, they're just, you know, they beat the hell out of you. So it's, uh, it's definitely one of those things where, um, you know, it's not easy switching head coaches, but uh, I feel like Coach, Coach Mick and his staff really just uh, helps move that transition over. It's obviously worked out. Like you said, they're both great coaches. They both are going to leave a lasting legacy at Ohio State. Um, and actually, in Ryan Day's first two years, Ohio State's been undefeated in the regular season. And Day has led the Buckeyes to two Big Ten championships and two college football playoff appearances. So looking forward to this year, what are the expectations for the Buckeyes in 2021? Is it championship or bust? So, yeah, so uh... – Coach Day always talks about focusing on week one. Uh, you know, we have Minnesota, tough team coming right off the bat. Um, it's uh, there's there's pretty much with what I've noticed is within seasons, there's, you know, the games you have to win. And those are, you know, team up north, obviously, you know, get to the Big Ten championship and, you know, and go from there. But it's uh, they really hammered in week to week. Um, you know, you can't be looking ahead because when you look ahead, you know, you get those upset games, those surprise games um, that kind of can knock you off course. But uh, it's really, you know, expectations win week one and then, you know, win against team up north and see where you go from there. You don't have to be an Ohio State fan to know how much that game means yeah. the game between the yeah. team up north and the Buckeyes. Um, 
and you can't have a successful season unless you beat them. Everybody also knows that the Buckeye lose quarterback Justin Fields to the NFL, um, but luckily the Buckeyes may still have the best quarterback room in the country. It was just announced that C.J. Stroud is going to be the starter for the season, but you guys also have five-star quarterback Kyle McCord, as well as number one player in the nation, Quinn Ewers, who decided to forego his senior year and join the roster a year early. What can you tell us about that quarterback room? Uh, obviously, every room is strong at Ohio State. Um, you know, it kind of is the, the the beauty of being at Ohio State. There's a lot of competition. Um, I think every quarterback has their strengths. Um, obviously, CJ coming in, uh, just named the, the starter. Uh, I think he'll have a great season. You know, he's a great kid, smart kid, uh, strong kid. Uh, definitely, I know I don't really, being a specialist, get able to uh, have the time to be able to, like, spend around the quarterbacks that much. But, um, you know, Kyle McCord, I mean, you can't go wrong with anybody. Uh, I don't really know Quinn that well. I just know him through recruiting and stuff. But uh, overall, I think quarterbacks are going to have a great year this year. You know, if, if someone, you know, God forbid were to go down, we'd be able to step up. At, I mean, you could, you could say that for any position. But uh, overall, I think quarterback room is strong. I think CJ is going to kill it. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to see what he has to, to offer. Absolutely. Like you said, there's talent littered all over the field. Um, I feel like I could go out there and suit up for the Buckeyes and, and maybe even have some success with just the players that y'all have there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you have uh, the wide receiver room with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, the running back room with Master Teague and Travion Henderson. Um, on defense, the defensive line looks as strong as ever. Um, you have tons of talent that's young but ready to prove themselves. So who are some players that you – uh, recommend that we keep an eye on this year, um, some players that might step up and, and fill a big role? That's a great question. Um, I think one player, I mean, everybody's phenomenal. One player I think I would keep big eye on is uh, Jack Sawyer. Jack Sawyer, kid is a beast. He's a freak. Um, you know, I don't really say that about a lot of people. You know, being around Ohio State, you know, you're around a lot of these genetic freaks. Jack Sawyer just, just has it. He, the kid can just tear up. I've seen him practice and his motor is just unreal. Um, also, I think at linebacker, I think uh, Cody Simon and Taraja are, are two unbelievable athletes. And Tommy Eichenberg is, you know, as tough as nails. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, our secondary and, and how they measure up. I think Ohio State always has, you know, a good secondary, good defense, solid defense, um, especially defensive line. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see who does step up. You know, it's, we got a lot of young talent, and uh, it's going to see it'll be cool to see what comes to fruition with all these, the, these, these uh, new guys. Absolutely. Like you said, it's Ohio State. They always have the players. They always have the depth. And the last few years with Ryan Day has been no different. He's been killing it on the recruiting trail. Um, Ohio State staff has very talented recruiters like Brian Hartline, Larry Johnson, Kerry Coombs. Um, and not only is Ohio State able to bring in top-level talent, but top recruits like Quinn Ewers and JT Tuiman Lowell have even enrolled early. So what is so special about Columbus? What makes Ohio State such a recruiting juggernaut? Right. So I think that uh, I think that Ohio State's big pitch um, is life after football. 
I think that's what really brings guys in um, is the, you know, they don't really, they don't promise anything. Cause I mean, nothing is promised, but uh, it's, they set you up. You really have to try to not set yourself up for life after football. They do a great time, uh, a great job of, uh, you know, developing you as an athlete, but develop, developing you as a person. We do m- multitudes of leadership training. We have real life Wednesdays where, you know, you have these top, top name CEOs and big businesses, you know, coming in and talking to you about what life is like after football and how can you market yourself to these companies where, you know, you know, how can you say, okay, I'm a long snapper at Ohio State. Not many people know, A, what a long snapper is or even what they do. So how can I, Rowan McCullough um, or Brad Robinson or someone else, you know, say, you know, I'm McCullough, I'm a high state football player. And here's what I can add. Here's well, here's the value that I can add to your company. And so they do a great job of kind of your personal brand, personal development, um, and setting you up for uh, life after football, whether it's through career fairs, real life Wednesdays, or just connections. That's awesome. Um, I think that definitely goes a long way. Like you're saying with players, everybody has the uniforms, everybody has the facilities. Now that's a top team. Um, but what, what is a team going to be able to do for you? for the next four years, not just for the next four years. Um, I love that. Um, So looking ahead to this season, I know we talked a little bit about, obviously every game means something, Um, you know, you can slip up at any point, but the Buckeyes only played six games last year, but this year you have a full slate of big time matchups. You play Oregon in week two, obviously you have Penn state at home this year and y'all go on the road to take on Michigan, Nebraska and Indiana on the road. So what games are you most excited for and uh, what games are going to be the matchups that you can't wait for? Obviously, Michigan is up there. Yeah, so I'd say I have three, three, three big ones. First game of the season, always, just to see how, you know, we come out and, you know, hit the ground running. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to be a great matchup. Tough team. um, Tough as nails over there. Um, It's kind of what our focus has been on in the offseason. And then moving forward, forward would be Penn State. Uh, Penn State, always powerhouse, dominant football team, always. Um, and I think that's just really just an exciting game to watch. It's You really never know what's going to happen, and it's kind of just up in the air. I mean, obviously it's not up in the air because we, you know, bust our tails to play for. But uh, Penn State's just always a great matchup. And then, you know, finally Team Up North. Team Up North is – it's just it's just a great tradition, but uh, I, I've – no doubt that uh, the Buckeyes are going to come out on top this year. Absolutely. You have never lost to the team up north uh, while you played there. I know that Ryan Day is eager to, to continue that tradition uh, of beating Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Um, so besides Ohio State, obviously, you all have confidence in yourself. I have confidence in Ohio State making the playoff. Um, give our listeners a little sneak peek. What are three other teams that you, if you had to put your your – paycheck on it right now uh what are three other teams that you think will make the play that's hard um that's such a that's just a hard question to answer it's so so early i'd say alabama clemson um and then either georgia or oklahoma two two great two great schools i feel like that's kind of a general consensus um but I know Ohio State's going to be in there. Don't know where, but they're, we're going to be in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, Georgia and Oklahoma is going to be a toss-up between those two. 
Absolutely. I, I keep going back and forth. Um, you know, there's five teams that are definitely at the top this year and it's hard to figure out which teams to leave off. It seems like I, I keep flipping back and forth between all of them. Um, but moving on to, to a couple more questions about your personal life. So I always ask people, um, what drives you, what drives Rowan McCullough to be who you are, uh, on the football field out in the, in the world, um, and just in your day-to-day life. Right. I think that's a great question. One to definitely think about. And, you know, it's something I'm still trying to figure out, you know, life after football, you know, a lot of times coach Meyer, I think said it best. Um, football should be what you do, not who you are. Um, you should find your identity in other things. You know, me being a religious guy, I find my identity in, in Christ, obviously, um, and my relationship with him. Uh, but, you know, I wake up every day and I think of my life as kind of a competition. How can I beat out whoever is in the world that, you know, I could come up against them, you know, later in my life. Um, I always look at all my mentors and tell them, you know, one day you guys are all going to work for me and they laugh, but I'm serious about it. You know, it's, it's something where I'm trying to set myself up and my family up, my future family up for, you know, where my kids don't have to worry about, you know, paying for college, being a walk on. I know how, how hard it is financially. Um, and I'm sure everybody else does. It's not playing a, collegiate sport but uh it's definitely something where i think i wake up every morning and think how can i be the best version of myself and i feel like i you know i had that in high school and i feel like ohio state saw that so they just kind of you know grew that culture in me but through the culture at ohio state competition is number one whether that's on the field you know in position battles or whatever um or even off the field with academics you know football players don't always have the greatest you know, rep when it comes to being in the classroom. And so my primary goal for academics was go in there, kill it and be better. Be that football guy where you stand up and you speak and everyone's like, damn, like that guy knows what he's talking about. He has his stuff together. And so how can I kind of take from all different influences in my life and be the best version of myself that I can be the best Ron McCullough that I can be. And I feel like a lot of that did stem from Ohio state and the culture they bred there. I think that drive and that uh, holistic approach to life beyond just football definitely played into your decision to mm-hmm. ultimately uh, medically retire. And, and you want to secure your future and you want to make sure that you can have a family and be successful after football. Um, what are you majoring in in Ohio State? I'm a finance major graduating in December. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate having you on today. Um, go ahead and tell our listeners where they can follow you on social media. Perfect. My inst is uh, Rowan McCullough, R-O-E-N-M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H, as well as my Twitter. Awesome. I really appreciate having you on the show today, man. Perfect. Appreciate you, Mason. A huge thanks to Rowan for coming on the show. Man, I really hope that y'all got as much out of that as I did. I really enjoyed hearing about the coaching change and some players to watch this season and all that good stuff. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Huddle Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Huddle Pod underscore. I really, really appreciate all of the support we've been getting. If you like this episode, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. And if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and include your question in the comments, we will be sure to read that on a future episode. Also, you are not going to want to miss next week's episode's college football season is here we're going to be breaking down all the matchups next week the teams to watch 
some matchups that are flying under the radar. We have it all for you guys. We're going to be able to break all that down for you, and we'll also recap the college football games that are going on this weekend. So please tune in next weekend as well. With all that being said, this has been the Huddle College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Gilbert, and I'll catch you all next time.